Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Just finished with Justin Perry, CEO of newly formed Kingfisher Metals. Uh, they're chasing copper and gold in BC. Uh, just uh, went public yesterday, got six million in the bank, going to be spending a big chunk of that on uh, drilling this season. Looking forward to hearing uh, how that goes. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation of the company and what they're going to be getting up to, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, uh, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities, including gold. There are training courses to help you with your diligence process. We do summaries of all of our interviews to save you some time because we know you're busy. And if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas in a nice, safe and friendly, uh, positive environment, free from judgment, trolling and abuse, you can uh, join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Dustin, how are you doing, sir? I'm great. Great to be here. I bet you are. You've had a good couple of days. Yeah, it's been an exciting start. It came out the gate strong and uh, it's been hard not watching the ticker constantly. I'm, I'm giving myself a bit of a break today to focus on some of my other tasks. <laughs> Good though. That's really, it's really, really good. Um, I mean, so what did what did it go out at, and what's it at today? Just remind us. Last time I checked, it was at fifty-two cents today. It closed just shy of fifty yesterday. I think the first trade was around forty-three or so. It's not bad. Yesterday, so pretty good. Okay, good. Okay, well, long, long may it continue. Um, and so, so where are you? Are you in Vancouver? Are you? I'm 45 minutes north in Squamish. I, I grew up in Vancouver, but I left the city as soon as I could about a, about a decade ago. <laughs> good. Okay, good. I'm not surprised about some of the scenery that you've got behind you there. Um, well, like, why don't we kick off? Give us that one minute overview of the company. I'll pick it up with some questions after that. Yeah, absolutely. So Kingfisher is a new, a new issuer. We started the company in 2019. Uh, it was founded by combining all of our networks. So we, we really tried to cover... Uh, capital markets experience, but also our foundation is really in strong technical skills, uh, geologists. We're really driven, motivated. We've put together three really good high prospectivity uh, projects that are focused on orogenic gold and uh, volcanogenic massive sulfide deposits for copper gold there, and then orogenic gold and the other ones. Uh, they, they're large projects. There's potential for multiple discoveries on each project. Uh, they are early stage, but we're in this sweet spot, right? We're going to be drilling this summer at Gold Range, and uh, the discovery potential is really high. Some of the best projects I've ever worked on. Okay, fantastic. Well, like, we better kind of break it all down for people, um, you know, coming at this new. I'm not a chance to look at your PowerPoint or the website. So let's talk about the team. So who are you? What have you done in the past that's made shareholders money? This is my first public company, so. Uh, I've made myself money as a geologist, uh, done a lot of work that has you know, benefited shareholders indirectly. But this is my first public company, uh, Dave Loretto, uh, co-founder. He's been involved with a few other companies as a director, uh, but we're both pretty new to this. Uh, but the rest of the people on the team are, are pretty seasoned. Uh, Rick Trotman, he's, uh, he's uh, worked for RCF for a long time. He's now the CEO of uh, Barksdale Resources, also a young guy though. Uh, so also really driven and motivated. And then our, uh, our, our CFO, our corporate secretary, and another director, Chris Belchins, they've all worked a variety of different roles, like as, a, as an accountant, as a counsel, and as an as a investment banker in London. They really just keep the machine rolling. And then our tech team, uh, including our VPX scale Febo, uh, they're, they're just really strong technical people. But uh, Jim Miller-Tate 
and Greg Lither would be the the older people on the board that have been involved between them. I think they have about 70 years of mining experience. And then the other young uh, young geologists are Zach and Francis, who are involved with Kinnerland, who's a, a new issuer as well. Right. Okay. Do you feel you've got kind of got the balance as you need it? Because you're not run a public company before. There's you're going to get pulled in all directions. So any any other signings? Well, we've also got uh, Alex Langer and Hugh Rogers who are helping us out a, a tremendous amount. Uh, we've got a you know we got a group chat going with them where we bounce questions off every single day, and they're very quick to answer. They uh, they have a large ownership in the company uh, as they started the CBC. We did the RTO with. And uh, they've had a lot of success in the markets and have they've really educated us a lot and helped us uh, tailor our marketing planning and, and really just how to get the message out uh, coming from a geologist. So, you know, how not to make those mistakes of, of, and blunders of, of being too technical and, uh, and really just demonstrating that we have the ability to raise capital and, uh, and cover all these pillars, you know, good projects, good technically, but also access to capital, ability to tell the story. Right. We know Alex Langer quite well, but we are not associated on this deal. I just want to make sure people think yeah. that we, we are. No, he's, he's, he's a very good guy and we do a lot of um, stuff with him. Uh, you're in safe hands there, that's for sure. Um, right. So let's, let's talk about the deal. So you, you've obviously done uh, this, uh, this um, bringing an asset into this shell. Where did you find it? How did it come to you? What is it? Or what yeah, are so they? The, you got three, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, we started with the Axdal project. Uh, that was, uh, I put it together in 2018, up until the end of the year, uh, when I brought Dave Loretto in, and we, we significantly increased the size of it. It's a project I've been looking at since very early in my career. Uh, you know, ground came available, and we were able to put it together and really just tell a story with it, which was which enabled us to take the company, uh, well, not public, but form a company and do our initial seed financing. And we did work on that, but then we brought in these other two projects, which really uh, enabled us to uh, to go public. Without them, uh, we really needed uh, we couldn't be a single asset company, and we needed to pivot into the gold space, which we did at a really good time, just before things took off in the beginning of 2020. Right. But so, how have you structured this um, deal? Because I'm, I'm looking at the the register, some interesting uh, names on there, some big holding by management team. You, you would expect so at, the, at this sort of market cap, but who are the other people um, that are kind of sniffing around or who've, that you've been talking to who want to get involved? Well, so from the ground up, we we went to our network and actually had a, a high success rate of, of uh, on the pitches of getting uh, getting all the kinds of geologists and really seasoned people in the exploration industry around Vancouver. So a lot of people believed in our drive and they also wanted to see the Xdal project at work. Uh, Jamie Keach's Resource Insider Group brought in about half of that first million we raised. And, uh, and then since then, uh, with a lot of help from Alex and Hugh, we've got in front of a lot of different institutions. Uh, Commodity Capital came in on the 25 cent placement. Um, a few other, a, a large family office came in for a substantial amount out of Europe. Uh, a few, another investment club, lots of other people from Europe. And then from, uh, from North America, we brought Crescat in for a significant amount and a lot of broker support too. And then we actually, uh, we got EMX royalty to come in for a pretty rare equity position without a royalty. So yeah. a good vote of confidence on our technical capacity and our, and our projects. Yeah, I spoke to David Cole this week. Why on earth did they do that? They've, I've, I've known them for a long time, just from, you know, roundup and network and, and bumping into them. And they've, they've always wanted to back something because 
I've always been really into it. And same with uh, same with Francis. We've always had a lot of technical discussions, and they knew we were driven geologists, and and that's who they wanted to back. And they they liked the projects, and yeah, we got a good relationship with them. Right. So how much cash have we got today? Just over six million. Right. And how do you, how are you going to deploy that? What's what's the priority? So the priority will be on exploration, putting money into the ground. So this summer, we haven't finalized our budget, but it will probably be in the range of around $4 million. And uh, we're gonna do a substantial program at our Gold Range project that will include uh, a proposed 5,000 meter drill program and then a lot of regional work. We had, a, we had a lot of success in a very limited time with regional work this past summer with a you know really small team bootstrapping it, sleeping on the ground in, in pup tents. But uh, given that success, and the prospectivity of the project, I, I, I'm very confident we'll have a lot more success. And then at Extol, we're taking a bit slower approach there. It's uh, it is a little more expensive to work, so we really need to allocate capital in a in a smart manner so that we're not blowing money without you know de-risking it prior to that. And then Tibbert, we just need to do our first program there to get some baseline data as we haven't been there yet. Okay, so Gold Range is, is the bulk of the the capital expenditure. You've got enough for this this season. What's the advice that you're getting from all of these consultants that you surround? There's some great names in there. I, I know quite a few quite a few of the names you've mentioned. These are good people, but they're, they're not full time. They're all going to have different views about how you tackle this, and you've got to tackle the market. You you know what you're doing on the ground. So how do you build the the following, the growth story for people in the market to go give you a chance on the next raise at a higher rate? What are you going to have to deliver to the market? We're going to have to show them that we uh, that we don't waste money and that we we're doing the right thing and we're doing what we say we're going to do. So we need to do that. Uh, we do need to have some success, obviously, and I, I am confident we will have that. Um, and then we uh, we just need to get, do a really good job of telling the story. You know, I, I need a I need this is my only job, and I need a I need to be out there and beating the drum for Kingfisher and just conveying what we're trying to do and. Uh, comparables that this might equate to if we have success. Right. And I think there are orogenic stories out there which which people can look to with varying degrees of success. So when you say you're gonna you need to deliver success, what, what does that look like? What do you think you're gonna have to be delivering in the market? Because orogenic can be bulk with some high grade veins. Um, it, it can be you know different things to different people. So what's it mean to you? Well we need to show the market that we're on to a significant system that could have the potential for say 4 million, uh, million ounces, something in that range, you know, very significant. And to do that, you know, we need to show good intercepts. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that we can have intercepts in the 100 gram meter range. I, you know, that's a very forward looking statement, but uh, the, the clues we're seeing so far indicate that. And I think that's why we're getting interest from people like EMX uh, and, and this isn't even based on what we've released yet from our work last summer. This is just based on the historic compilation we've done on the project. It, it makes sense. It was an under-recognized type of deposit in BC for a long time. Uh, good evidence for that is uh, core mining spin out just staked a huge amount of claims in the Barkerville area. The fact that those were still available when a Cisco purchased uh, a Barkerville is kind of, <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to imagine, but, uh, in BC, a lot of people just want to go after uh, porphyry, copper, gold, or they're after, or they're just in the golden triangle. And a lot of other incredibly prospective ground gets ignored, and that's where we focused on because we didn't want to overpay for projects. Like we have 100% control of these, 
we didn't want to dilute the share structure too much by acquiring projects, which we haven't. And uh, that allows us to put more money into the ground, which gives us better odds of a discovery, which really benefits our shareholders. Right. And in terms, in terms of gold range, what's the, what's the local infrastructure like? Because you've got to, it's all well and good finding gold, but you've got to do it economically. Are you, in a, are you in the right part of the world in terms of being able to you know, be supported by local infrastructure, which you're not going to have to pay for? Yeah, so there's there's uh, forest service road access within 10 kilometers of either end of the project. It is helicopter access, but to me, that's actually a benefit because it didn't see a lot of uh, a huge amount of prospecting back in the day prior to the era of helicopters. But it's a short flight. It's six minutes like where I am. I am I'm at Gold Range right now in the background here. You can see it's this beautiful weather. Uh, it is mountainous, but that's what we're used to working in. And uh, in the trees behind my shoulder here, this is actually the main target. So it's, it's not on top of a mountain. It's actually in the forest. So it's, it's, it's near infrastructure. Williams Lake is three hours away from it. There's big mines right around Williams Lake. It's a, it's a big resource town, uh, paved road coming to within 30, uh, 30 minute drive of the property with good access up to that 10 kilometer point I noted. They're logging right near the edge of the project right now. So it's uh, it's pretty well located. The weather's excellent, which goes a long ways for not paying standby time. And uh, it's in BC, which is, is a good spot to be in terms of infrastructure. Right. You said it's your, your full-time job. Great. How much money have you put into this? So date combined, Dave Loretto and I both put in uh, around $80,000 to put the Xtal project together. And we vended that for our seed shares. And then the first year we worked without a salary, which was was actually a big deal for us. Uh, I Last year I did take a salary and effectively used the majority of it to pay off debt I accumulated over the last one. I got a mortgage and it was, I was struggling the year before. Um, you know, we could have done it differently and taken the salary and then put more of that back into equity, but that's the past and that's got to move forward. and. If anybody has any uh, issues with that, they can well follow the story, and you'll learn that I'm pretty ethical, and uh, you know I'm giving everything I can to this company right now. So I'm all in. <laughs> no, 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 and I think that's important for people to understand that you know you are you are committed. They also got to know that you're committed and you know what you're doing, right? So um, you know you've got you've got cash to be able to go and tackle this, but yet this isn't going to become a sort of a geology training exercise for you. you. You know you've got to make money for shareholders. So, um, you know, to that end, are you going to be relying on others to be talking to the market for you, or are you going to be the face of this thing? And you're going to be, uh, or are you going to be in the field? I mean, what, what how, how are you going? To, how are you going to play this? Yeah, this is my job talking to people, hundred uh, percent. Uh, I'm still involved with the geology a lot. You know, these days, a lot of that comes down to me working in the evenings and going through all the messages from our team on Slack. But I'm, I have, over the last few months, really moved away from that. And we've increased our geology team. We actually hired eight young geologists uh, or students for the summer. We've got a team. We hired another senior geo. So we've got two senior geos, a VPX, a junior geo, and then eight more. So we're well staffed. Uh, we actually got ahead of the curve on that. And uh and beat a lot of other companies. So we kind of got the cream of the crop. Yeah. I was gonna, and, do you uh, know yeah, my, my job is to tell a story. <laughs> Great. Okay. So we, we're gonna get we're gonna be able to get a bit technical with you as well. So that's fantastic. If I um I was gonna actually ask you about the the timing of this, because you know the gold, gold prices come off, right? It, the timing, it feels like the timing could have been better. You could, you could have done this at the end of last year. But it seems to me the market has reacted really well to this so far. Um, 
I mean, what, what were the sorts of questions you're getting um, around this when you were going doing these roadshows? What were they concerned about? What were the big questions? During the last financing? Well, yeah, just pre-IPO. You've obviously going around yeah. and you're talking to a few institutions and a few of the brokers and so forth. And there's a lot of gold stories out there. And they go, were they like, oh, my goodness, not another gold story? Without a doubt, the biggest question had nothing to do with our technical skills or our projects. It was, can you market this? Can you attract capital? Uh, you know, can you tell the story? Can you relate with shareholders? That, that 100% was the biggest question. And uh, I think we can do that. I think we are doing that. And uh, we'll do whatever it takes to do that going forward. And we have the people around us to, to coach us or mentor us to do those things. I'm well aware that that's my role. I'm not you know, I, I can't just prospect all summer anymore. I will go out there occasionally because part of my job is also to motivate my team and to make sure they're doing everything right. And also being able to tell the story, I, I do need to see what's happening on the ground. But ultimately, my job is to keep shareholders happy, communicate the message, make sure we trade well on good news and uh, keep the coffers full so our excellent team can keep on doing good work. Okay, well, t tell us a little bit about, t t just get, so we've got an understanding of what it is that you're getting into up at um, Gold Range. You know, okay, we get the organic bit, but technically, what do you know now before you kind of get into this? Before you start deploying capital, what, what data have you had access to? So there was a lot of historic data that we all compiled and had digitized. There's a lot of gold anomalism around the property. Uh, quite a few different zones defined by samples above, say, 20 grams per ton with very limited work programs on them. A lot of them had, you know, like a three or four day or some of them had a couple seasons, but no drilling. Uh, there was one really standout uh, golden soil anomaly that that's what caught our attention. That's why we picked up the project. That was a, the initial claim we purchased really encompassed that. And then we uh, we built that out and staked a lot more ground to we, we saw the regional story that there was potential for more of these and we are chasing district scale projects. We want something that a major will actually buy. You know, we're not, this isn't a pump and dump. This isn't anything like that. We're not trying to just get the share price up on a real estate play. This is, we're trying to find a mine and that's the only thing we're trying to do. And uh, we won't stop till we do it, whether it's, you know, it's, <laughs> that's the goal. So yeah, we saw those signs there and we saw, something that was already de-risked and that there was already a really good anomaly there that must have a system driving it. Right. Okay. So you're going to investigate because again, geologists go, they, they took, they love an anomaly, but you know, invariably an anomaly doesn't turn out to be anything. So how do, how do you de-risk that further? I mean, what is the process? How much time, how much money do you think this is going to take to, to build it in something where you are going to start attracting um, the attention of others, where you can start talking about it truly in terms of a district-wide play. What was the process? Well, so the process is, it began last summer. We had to go confirm this work and provide a lot more detail and create an explanation for it. That's what caught our eyes. There was this great anomaly there that didn't have, it, it didn't have much of a geological explanation. And the, the ones that were there didn't fit the right geology, that didn't fit where it was in the world or where it was in BC. We saw that opportunity. Uh, it's on trend a long ways away, but the same structural setting, the same regional district as uh, as the Braylorn project, which produced 4.2 million ounces at 17.7 grams per ton. And in that camp now, where Cisco is exploring, uh, Endurance Gold with Reliance is finding another system. And you know we've gone through all that data in great detail so we can compare our own area to that to really see the similarities. And 
as a team, we knew those endurance results were going to be, I, I just don't have any money to invest, but we, we knew it was going to be, uh, we knew those were going to have gold in them, those drill holes before it drilled. And we're all kicking ourselves because at 13 or 15 cents, we're like, oh, that's going to be great. It looks, looks very similar to some of the things we're, we're seeing on our project. Just the scale at our project is is massive. It's and and it's underexplored. And you know, we see such a big opportunity there. And what we did last summer was evaluate a lot of these individual showings. But the bulk of the work was focused on understanding uh, this this one big cloud drift of trend anomaly and getting it ready for drilling. So we're we're ninety five percent of the way there. We just need to do a little bit of IP geophysics on it, and and that will be the final final component we need before we drill it. And uh, I, this is going to be the, the, you know, the, the highest degree of conviction I've ever had in my career by a long shot going into a drill program. Wow. It's, it's astounding, actually. <laughs> How can you say that? Why, 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 do you, why, do you, why do you feel that way? Intrigued. Well, last summer's field program went, went really, really well. Uh, we will be releasing that news in the, in the coming weeks and months. But uh, yeah, it was hard to have a bad day in the field. And our, our team, it was the same way, you know, you, I, I was out there for about 45 days while actually doing a financing. I was sometimes going back to the helicopter base to take calls for a day. And uh, yeah, I just, it was, every day was a good day there. There was never a bad day there. You found uh, quartz veining every day. I can't comment on the grades, obviously, or, or, or whether or not there was gold there. But when you see that big gold soil anomaly, uh, I think we've made pretty good sense of what's going on there for where we're at. You know, you need to drill it to really understand it in 3D, but there's there's definitely a system, an orogenic system that is driving that. And I think it's there for the taking, for the drill bit to, to sort it out. Well, there you go. We'll leave it there. Cause I, you know, you've, you've just got to, like I say, you come out of the gate really strong. Like I can feel, I can feel the conviction in your voice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited uh, for you. Um, Come back on soon. Let us know how you get on. When when are you going to be starting this drill program? So we're going to start the field program in early May. You can work there uh, pretty early. That photo you see behind me is actually in October, mm. and it was 22 degrees in the Alpine. So we're going to start early. Uh, proposed, you know, everything's in the planning stage right now. Uh, we are in the final uh, stages of getting our permit, so I can't give a firm date, but we have lined everything up for July 1st for drilling. Beautiful. And uh, if that, you know, if that goes according to schedule, we would be, uh, you know, we got the contractors lined up and everything. So, so we've done the bulk of the work, but if that goes according to schedule and depending on assay turnarounds this year, it could be, it could be assay results coming in as early as uh, probably early September, but there'll be a lot of other field data coming through uh, before that plus all of results from last year. So, okay. Well, a lot uh, of news flow. Good. Yeah. Well, that's what we want to see. We want to want to want to see all of this news flow coming through. I mean, waiting till September for asset results might be a little bit of a stretch, uh, and you'll ha you'll have your retail investors baying for information. Um, look, I appreciate your time today, Dustin. Do stay in touch. As I say, um, we you know we like these stories. We understand the team you've got there and know a few of them. So, uh, best of luck to you. We'll speak soon. Thank you, Matt. Uh, just to touch on a few really key points here. I am a geologist. I'm not a promoter. So it's hard to have conviction in a project unless I truly believe in it. Uh, these projects are excellent and we will be drilling our gold range project this summer, which has to be the best target I've seen in my career. We're fully funded, strong supported shareholders, and we are motivated. 
Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.